0: So you have a Thanksgiving meal. What do you do afterwards? You commit to not dwelling on that meal. You just ate Thanksgiving dinner. Big deal. So did everybody else in the country. Don't dwell on it. Don't let the eating disorder trick you into a guilt trip. And you do the same thing when you recognize that it's going into those looping thought patterns. It's making you obsess over the meal that you've just eaten. It's making you promise that you're going to run 110 miles tomorrow to run off the meal that you've just eaten. Don't indulge in it. Don't let it. You stop. You've got your family there. Do something else. Talk to somebody. Just get out of your eating disorder head as soon as you recognize it trying to take control of your brain. Kick it out. Don't let it do that. You are listening to the Eating Disorders Recovery Podcast with me, Tabitha Farrar. Hello, welcome to the podcast. So we have a Thanksgiving special today, and um, it's kind of ironic because I'm I'm English. I'm living in America, so I know a fair bit about Thanksgiving despite it not being a holiday that I celebrated all of my life, just the latter part. So I lived in all of my life in the UK, apart from the last six years. Um, And I didn't have to deal with Thanksgiving because of that when I was really sick with anorexia. And thank goodness, actually, because although holidays such as Thanksgiving and Christmas are wonderful times of the year for the vast majority of people, for people with eating disorders, it's just miserable. It's so difficult. Actually, anything which is a family gathering, maybe a wedding or a birthday is, is like that. And it shouldn't be like that. There should be wonderful times. But that's just the truth. And today what I'm going to talk about is just that and why that is, so why is that particularly hard for us, and then how, how we can make it easier. Well, so holidays are shitty if you've got an eating disorder, but it's not actually the celebration necessarily, or your family, or the people that is shitty, it's just that eating disorders love to take a perfectly enjoyable event and turn it into something awful. Um... And it's not just that that one day, say Thanksgiving Day, is awful. It's actually, well, at least in my experience, the two or three weeks leading up to that and then the two or three weeks after that. It's not just even the big day that's particularly hard. Um, So it starts a couple of weeks maybe before, say Thanksgiving. And you know Thanksgiving's on the horizon. And your eating disorder starts sort of kicking off about this and telling you, oh, this big meal's coming up and everybody's going to be watching you eat and everybody's going to expect you to eat. So you're going to have to eat a lot. And um, what my eating disorder used to do, it was then, because I had a big problem with exercise, in order to sort of um, prepare myself for having to eat a lot on um, Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day or whatever it was, My eating disorder would make me increase the amount of exercise that I was doing um, in the weeks leading up to that. And bear in mind, I was already doing a huge, ridiculous, and unsafe amount of exercise. So to have the pressure of increasing that even more on my body and um, everything else was very stressful. But That's what my eating disorder made me do. And if I didn't do that, then it would tell me that, you know, how are you going to, you're not going to be able to eat on Thanksgiving unless you do more exercise before Thanksgiving. And you're going to let everybody down because you're not going to be able to eat. And it it just throws all these crazy thoughts at you. Um, Anything, actually, your eating disorder will do anything to make you do what it wants you to do. And in this case, my eating disorder wanted me to increase the amount of exercise that I was doing. The other thing that uh, my eating disorder would make me do on the approach of a holiday is start to restrict the amount of food that I was eating more. So I'm increasing the amount of exercise, I'm restricting the amount of food because my eating disorder is creating all of this anxiety about the huge meal that I'm going to have to eat on Thanksgiving Day. Um, it's also increasing my anxiety, telling me everybody's going to be watching me. Everybody's going to be wanting me to eat. They all know that I'm too skinny and they all are anxious for me to put on weight. So I, I absolutely am going to have to like completely outdo myself on that one meal and eat so much food. And so my eating disorder is just freaking out about that and making me very anxious. Um, There's no fun at all. Um, in fact, it's, it's so stressful in the lead up. And then the day itself comes... And because my eating disorder was a big fat liar, uh, what would happen was the morning of the Thanksgiving meal, I'd have to get up at stupid o'clock in the morning and do an extra long run that day to prepare myself for the Thanksgiving lunch or whatever. And then Thanksgiving lunch would come around... And guess what? Yeah, it lied. It it wouldn't allow me to eat this huge amount of food that it had been telling me I would eat. And I'd eat a measly amount. And then I'd get into an argument probably with my mother about the fact that I hadn't eaten enough and that I was desperately underweight. And so I would... um, then start you know we have the fight flight we have this fear reaction to food and so you can imagine I'm going into this meal I'm incredibly anxious I actually want to be able to eat I want to be able to please everybody and I get in there and my HPA axis in my brain which is the one that releases adrenaline and makes you go into fight or flight fires off at the site of the meal I'm having an internal meltdown it's like there's a pit of snakes in the room and I'm having to stand there and pretend that everything's fine and I'm really happy to see see everybody and I couldn't be happier to be there when actually all I want to do is turn around and run and get the fuck out of that room hide under the couch do something and so there's all these things going on in my head and so then when someone like my mother says to me dear don't you think you should eat more I fly off the handle Uh, you know like it's all I can take Because as far as I'm concerned, the fact that I'm even in the room, the fact that I got a plate of food, the fact that I sat down and ate something is the biggest miracle and I don't even know how I did it because I was shaking so much that I could barely lift the fork to my mouth. And then for somebody to say, shouldn't you have eaten more? Although now, looking back, I can totally see, yes, I should have eaten more and my poor mother is so worried about me. But right then in that sort of state of panic and fight and... Fear and all of these building emotions going on, I fly off the handle, go absolutely ballistic, yell at everybody, ruin the Thanksgiving dinner. So that's pretty standard for somebody that has an eating disorder, I think, at least it was for me. Oh, and it doesn't end there. So then after the big meal, there's the guilt trips that the eating disorder plays on you. So the fact that I did actually eat something is not very happy about that. So it spends the next couple of weeks making me run more or making me eat less, or basically making me jump through all of the hoops that it wants to set out for me just because I had the audacity of actually eating some turkey. So that's a little bit insight into my eating disorder experience around holidays. Now obviously, it's not like that anymore for me it's not like that at all actually I love holidays (laughs) I especially like Thanksgiving so much more than Christmas because you don't have the stress of having to buy people presents and all that it's literally a meal where you just go and have a nice meal with family and friends it's wonderful So how do we get there? Well, first of all, we get there by making uh, full recovery, and that means weight restoration. When you get to weight restored, the brain, it's got the nutrients, the body's got the nutrients more slowly over months when you've been weight restored for a while, your brain starts to kick back in. You don't have that crazy irrational eating disorder screaming at you the whole time. So that makes things easier for sure. But there are also things that in the meantime that you can do leading up to this Thanksgiving that I think will help you get through it. So the first one is don't allow your eating disorder to obsess. Um, what I mean by that is so in those early stages leading up to Thanksgiving dinner, when you start to recognize that your brain is doing what eat, my eating disorder did, it would do what I call looping thoughts. So it's the same thought. It's like, it's on, it's like one of those Giphy things that you, know, you get on Facebook. It's like the same image being paid over and over again. My thoughts were like that. It's like the same thought on a flipping loop. And it's, it's really tiring and very boring and very stressful, but it'd be the same thought, like you have to exercise more, you have to exercise more because of Thanksgiving, exercise more because of Thanksgiving. Once you recognize those thought patterns, the obsessive thought patterns, self-discipline, shut it down. Recognize it, be like, that's my eating disorder. No, shut up. And it's, it's difficult. The hardest part, though, mind you, is recognizing that that thought pattern is your eating disorder. Because actually, once you identify it and label it, say, that's not me thinking, that's my eating disorder thinking, you can sort of shut it down. It takes some self-restraint to not allow yourself to indulge in those eating disorder thoughts. Um, and I used to swear at mine. And I think that's fine. A lot of people don't like profanity. I'm a big fan of it, especially when it comes to eating disorders. So I would literally, as soon as my eating disorder started kicking off in my head, I'd be like, fuck off, shut up, I'm not listening to you. It it works. Um, The second thing that you do after that is you can divert those thoughts to something more interesting. uh, pretty much anything is actually more interesting than whatever your eating disorder has to try and make you think about because pretty much all your eating disorder is going to want to make you think about is food and exercise and it's quite boring and I know you're smarter than that and there's lots of things in your life that you could be doing that you could think about so have one lined up have one lined up for when that eating disorder thought starts looping that you can shut the thought down, tell it to fuck off, and then you divert immediately to this thing that you've already got lined up. This is the thing I'm going to think of or start thinking about whenever my eating disorder kicks off. So, um, you know, I picked, I remember one time I picked um, a, a project at work that I've been working on um and it's a difficult one, one of those long-term ones. And that was my thing. I was like, whenever my eating disorder kicks off, I'm actually just going to problem solve on this project and engross myself in that a bit and not let it start up again. You might have something slightly more fun. Maybe you're a book, maybe you're reading a book and you think about the storyline, ponder on the plot, but actually have something that's going to be your go-to thought um, direction when you are diverting away from your eating disorder. All right, so we're moving on to the day of. Something that my eating disorder made me do on the day of whatever big meal it was, was number one, I'm not allowed to eat breakfast. (sighs) Don't do that. Just don't do it. Um, Your eating disorder will tell you don't eat breakfast because you're going to eat more at Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving lunch. That's a lie. It's not going to let you do that most likely. So call its bluff and eat your breakfast. The second reason that you need to eat your breakfast is because you're, should be on an eating plan you should be on a meal plan of breakfast lunch dinner with snacks in between and it doesn't matter what day of the year it is you have to stick with that because as soon as you skip a meal your eating disorder has worn up on you and as soon as it has won up on you it will have more control to ruin that thanksgiving meal for you it will be a little bit stronger in your brain it will be a little bit more at the forefront and it will ruin the day so start as you mean to go on which is in control and eat breakfast The second thing that my eating disorder would make me do on um, that big day would be to go and exercise more in the morning. Don't do it. Just don't let it. It's the same principle. You are in control. You do not negotiate with your eating disorder. We don't negotiate with terrorists and we don't negotiate with eating disorders either. Your eating disorder is saying, hey, I'm going to let you eat more at Thanksgiving dinner as long as you go for a run today. No, you don't negotiate with that. So you eat breakfast and you don't exercise. So you get to the Thanksgiving meal. What do you do now? You get someone else to plate the meal up for you, especially if it's one of those buffet style meals where you can help yourself. Don't put that stress on yourself. You don't need that. You've got everything else going on. It's going to be stressful enough. You've got an eating disorder. You have to get help. Ask someone else to make you a plate of food so that you don't have to get up there and have all of those decisions to make. Because what will happen is you'll get up there and your eating disorder will start firing off. Oh, you can't have a bread roll and you can't have butter with it and you can't have this and you've got to choose a plate full of vegetables rather than meat. And then you're telling yourself, no, no, no. I know I have to eat meat, so I'm going to choose meat. And your eating disorder saying, no, no, no. You can't. Just you know, don't do any of that. Don't do it. Get somebody else to plate your meal for you. You should be having someone helping you with this, even if you're an adult. Especially if you're an adult, get your spouse to plate the meal. Get your mother-in-law to plate the meal. Get your kid to plate the meal if you want to, but get someone else to do it. So you have a Thanksgiving meal. What do you do afterwards? You commit to not dwelling on that meal. You just ate Thanksgiving dinner. Big deal. So did everybody else in the country. Don't dwell on it. Don't let the eating disorder trick you into a guilt trip. And you do the same thing when you recognize that it's going into those looping thought patterns. It's making you obsess over the meal that you've just eaten. It's making you promise that you're going to run 110 miles tomorrow to run off the meal that you've just eaten. Don't indulge in it. Don't let it. You stop. You've got your family there. Do something else. Talk to somebody. Just get out of your eating disorder head as soon as you recognize it. Trying to take control of your brain. Kick it out. Don't let it do that. And then the last bit I'm going to tell you is that the day after... Watch out for your eating disorder telling you, oh, you can't eat breakfast today because you ate Thanksgiving meal yesterday. Nope, no, you stick to your meal plan. You don't let it use that against you either. You stick to your meal plan. Breakfast the next day, then snack, then lunch, then snack, then dinner, then snack. You don't waver from that ever. It doesn't matter what happened. You shut down those thoughts that are telling you that you have to change any of that behavior just because you had Thanksgiving meal. So I hope that helps some of you. I know that it helps me. I do think that the biggest ones is remembering don't indulge in the eating disorder thoughts. You do not negotiate with your eating disorder. You do not allow it to take over your brain. You think of something else and you get rid of those looping thoughts. And for the day, I think the biggest one is get someone else to plate that meal for you. And you sit down and then, you know, all you have to decide in your head, all you have to decide to do is I'm going to eat that plate of food. And that's your single line of thought for that meal. I'm going to eat that plate of food and you just do it. Don't think about it, just do it. And I promise you that if you can get through... Doing that, th- th- say for this Thanksgiving, it gets easier after that. Your eating disorder won't try it on as hard at Christmas. It really won't. It'll be like, well, I didn't manage to get, you know, like, get her to do everything I wanted her to do at Thanksgiving. So it won't try as hard at Christmas and Christmas will be easier. And then if you push through Christmas as well, use the same tools, then the next time will be easier. And soon you'll be going to family gatherings and dinners and parties and birthdays and you'll realize that it's a breeze and actually you're spending the entire time thinking about enjoying yourself with family, which is what you're there to do and it's how it should be. So don't hesitate to get in touch if you have any questions about anything that I've just discussed um, in this podcast. If you are an adult in recovery and you're in active recovery over 25, then I have set up a Slack forum um, which you are welcome to come and join. You have to. It's private, so you'd have to email me for an invite. And my email address is info at tabithafarrar.com, And you can also contact me via my website. And that is a place where we actually, you know, we, we don't. We, it's not a place to dwell on the fact of oh, what well, was me. I have an eating disorder. It's a place to say. Alright guys, Thanksgiving Day, we're going to do this, what are the tips? And we go through things just like I've given you just there. This is how you're going to get through Thanksgiving Day and this is how you're going to win on Thanksgiving Day. So it's definitely not a sort of like just a place where we all bemoan the fact of eating disorders. It's a place where we make action to get better. On a similar vein, if you are an adult helping an adult who is suffering with an eating disorder... I have a Slack private group for you as well. So peer support for people that are supporting people through eating disorders. And you can email me or contact me by my website. And I will give you um, a link to be able to get into that group. And that's also a place where it's not sort of necessarily poor old me, my, my husband or my wife has an eating disorder. It's like, right, we've got Thanksgiving day coming up. What is she thinking? Or what is he thinking? What is the eating disorder telling him or her? And what do I need to do or say to help him or her get through that day? What how can I be best effective? And so that's really a place for that. And you are very welcome if that is you. So I'm Tabitha Farrar. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. And until next time, cheerio. Bye.